0: Thanks for tuning in to Beyond the Bench. This is a podcast for athletic directors, coaches, and leaders, and it's done by three athletic directors from Iowa. I'm Todd Gordon from Greene County in Jefferson, and I'll be joined by Scott Jarvis from Ankeny Centennial and Aaron Stecker from Cedar Rapids Kennedy. If you have any questions or comments you'd like to leave us, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at beyondthebenchgls at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and let's get to today's podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Beyond the Bench, and you are listening live to Season Three, Episode Six. And uh, Scott, Aaron, we just wrapped up Winter Seasons. Well, right. and uh, I guess everybody's done now, right? Scott, yeah. and yep. both got beat. Boys, yep. me, the boys' team boys made got... it. I, yep. I watched Aaron, your boys. That was uh, quite a game with Johnston the other night. Yeah, I, I, I watched that on uh, YouTube. <laughs>
1: That was a, that was a fun game. Uh, I, you know, I've been people have asked about just the game and how things went. And I I tell you, if you talk about a team just developing grit uh, over the course of the season and and demonstrating that they just very much a, a, and we just won't ever quit basketball team. Uh, It was fun to watch and proud of their journey.
2: Yep.
0: Yep. And Scott, uh, Anthony Centennial girls won a thriller in the opening round over Southeast Polk. Yeah, uh, I know beating Southeast Polk is always fun for the for uh, the Jaguars yep. to beat the Rams. That's and... right.
2: That's right. It was a great game.
0: Yeah, it, it was. ended.
2: It ended crazy, but uh, it was a great. I mean, we're down by fourteen and come back and even have a chance to win is amazing. But just a great group of of ladies that that were on that team, and I'm gonna miss miss those seniors. Had a lot of great seniors. Yeah, just kind of like I miss Kenna. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, good, uh, good tournament there, and obviously, Waukee the next round. They kind of proved their medal. They uh, yeah,
2: they're they're tough. That, they were a tough uh,
0: game. really really good this year. So, yes, congratulations were. to all of our uh, girls state champions, the wrestling state champions. We haven't recorded since the wrestling championships, as well. Uh, boys basketball, as we're recording this, will start tomorrow on Monday, uh, and this episode will be released after the boys state tournament. But um, you know, good luck to the boys' teams. They'll hear it in the past, but good luck to them anyway. They'll appreciate it.
2: It's a thought that counts.
1: It is.
0: Yeah, we gave them I, thought.
1: Yeah, I tell you, it's nice. It was. It was uh, just a weight off off the shoulders. I, I don't know if you guys felt the same way with when the winter season's just wrapped up and there's just no more. Just for a couple of days, uh, no COVID stuff to worry about, manage, think through. I uh, yeah. wonder if that email is going to come that's going to shut your team down. Uh, it was yeah. nice to – I had a very fast just mental download. Um, yeah. I was in a fog very quickly uh, yeah. after it. I don't know if you guys felt the same thing, but I just really – my mind just shut down for a couple of days, and I struggled just to keep going forward mentally.
0: Yeah, yeah. you might have had COVID at that time. Well, could have. <laughs> you got fogged. I post I
2: had post-COVID.
0: post COVID post COVID
2: depression or something, maybe,
0: but we did have the break, but then we have the spring meetings about soccer and golf yeah. and track. And yeah. so everything yeah. we have to do there. So back at it, that's enough of a break. That's all right. Our goal. I mean, again, just like winter um, boy is to get those spring athletes out to where yeah. they need to be because, yeah. you know, they missed a yeah. year and uh, say for, this is a crucial spring. And no, this, uh,
1: Yeah, this season has to happen for this group of of athletes. Uh, And I say that knowing Curtis is on here, knowing how tough that was for him uh, a year ago to to miss out on that. So
0: uh, we just, we've got to make it happen for him. Yep. 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 We will do everything we can for sure. Yes, we will. Well, we're going to uh, kind of fast track this into our episode tonight uh, because we have student athletes with us and uh, they have, a lot of things to do. We we said going into this when we did the four parts that the student athlete was going to be the most difficult, and uh, for good reason because they are so busy. Uh, as adults, we can say, "No, I'm not going. I'll be there. I, I can do that." We do not have any problem getting coaches, parents, ads on. You know, we can kind of make time. We can shuffle things around. But um, our guests tonight are uh, busy, busy, busy. And uh, sometimes they're being told when to be places. And um, (laughs) so this is a third attempt we've actually done uh, to do this. And so we're, we're really excited to have them here tonight. But uh, so to fast track that we're just going to thank our sponsors. I want to thank our sponsors, hometown ticketing, Gipper and varsity bound for their support of beyond the bench. And, uh, to our sponsors, we'll get back to reading your script uh, next week, but we're going to respect our student-athletes' time tonight and uh, just kind of get right at it. So I'm going to throw it to Aaron, and he's going to get us into uh, this week's episode with our guests. Well, thanks, Todd. Uh,
1: appreciate it. And, you know, we were back in our production meeting. I still get a kick out of <laughs> our, our, our production meeting back in early January. Uh we were really excited about this, uh, this four part series. And this was the one I think we were, we were all most excited about because after all this whole thing, this, this thing we call the educational athletics journey is about the student athlete and their experiences and, and what they, how they grow through those experiences and through this journey. And, and we've got our student athletes on tonight and we're super excited about that. Um, re- this is part four of the four part series, just to remind our viewers all well, viewers, cause we're doing some YouTube stuff now on like live our listeners and sometimes viewers, um, where we're at in this journey, our first episode, we, we, we brought on some ADs and got their perspective. Part two, uh, brought in three great coaches uh, and, and listened to them and got their experiences and their insight. Had a really great session, our last one with our parents. I really enjoyed that uh, mm-hmm. time with parents and listening to their wisdom. And just we had such a wide array of experiences um, with those parents uh, last time around. And this is the best for last group, uh, our student athletes, the reason we do this thing. Um, and excited to learn from these three student athletes tonight, uh, the good and the bad and what we got to get better at from them. So we're excited to welcome them here. Uh, we've, we've talked about, we want them to be honest about their experience in educational athletics, because uh, the goal of this whole thing has been to get better, to, to listen to the wisdom of these four groups of, of folks and all their experiences and use that to make our programs for our kids better. Uh, and that's all we can ever try to do. So we're excited to have them. Uh, I'll kick things off introducing our student athletes with us. Uh, excited to have Curtis Ratzer uh, join us this evening. Uh, Curtis just graduated from Kennedy High School last spring. Uh, he's now up at Warburg College, and I promise that's not why I chose him to be on here, you rah, rah, rah. But um, was just a, a phenomenal student uh, and leader and ambassador of Kennedy High School. He was there, uh, really was Um, Fantastic. A quick story. We do pep assemblies. I don't know if you guys have heard that before at Kennedy High School. And uh, so my first experience with Curtis, one of my first memories of Curtis, the freshmen don't really do a whole lot of pep assemblies. I mean, they just kind of come in the gym and kind of just kind of take it all in and kind of learn in their freshman year. Not Curtis Rasser. Curtis Rasser is bringing bags of confetti in like the sophomores and juniors and seniors do. And he's getting there, getting props and getting things in there, everything green and gold in the gym during his freshman year to try to make sure those freshmen make a great impression at Pep Assemblies. It comes to our sophomore, fall sophomore Pep Assembly. He's built like wood, like stage props, class of 2020 stage props in there. I mean, he's just bleeds green and gold. Uh, and I'm super excited to have Curtis on the show tonight. So I'll let him introduce himself.
3: Oh, yeah. Like Mr. Stecker said, I graduated last year from Kennedy High School. Uh, I was class president, NHS officer, uh, involved in any student section uh, I could get myself into. Um, I played basketball freshman and sophomore years. Soccer is my main sport, so I played soccer all four years at Kennedy. And now I'm at Wartburg uh, studying business with concentrations in sports management and finance. And then I'm minoring in economics and leadership. So, Yeah. Thanks for coming on, Curtis. Yeah, no problem. It's going to be a fun time.
2: Yeah. Well, we from Ankeny Centennial, I've got Kenna Sauer with us. Um, I really miss Kenna. She was uh, one of my favorites. Uh, She's just a great student athlete and just a great person overall. And just really proud of her. She was on our 2019 state championship, uh, which was a really fun experience for me being in my first year at Centennial. Uh, seeing those uh, young ladies win a state championship and uh, what a just a tremendous season and a journey that uh, not only did they go on but I got to go on the journey with them so it was really really awesome and, and, uh, and when as soon as we started talking about this I thought of Kenna immediately just because she was such a great leader and just such a great young lady I just thought um, she just got a great perspective on education-based athletics and I'm excited to have her on so Kenna, why don't you to introduce yourself?
4: Yeah, so like you said, I um I graduated from Ankeny Centennial in 2019. I played basketball and volleyball for four years, aside from an injury that happened my junior year, and then I played track for two years. Um and I currently play volleyball at Mizzou, and I'm studying speech pathology, and I plan to go to grad school for that. So
2: yeah. Awesome. Thank you, Kenna. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, well, I have uh, Michaela Kafer with me from Greene County, and uh, Michaela is a well. She'll tell you she's a senior at Greene County. I think it's kind of neat that we have a current senior, somebody that's one year removed and two years removed as guests. I think that you know is is an inter- interesting perspective. Uh, somebody that's currently going through it, somebody been out of a year, went through a COVID year, kind of with Curtis, and then you know, Kenna two years removed. So. Uh, really interesting, I think, uh, variety of, of ages and guests here. But um, my first meeting with Michaela, Michaela may not remember this, um, but when I first came to town about a year and a half ago, you know, two years ago before my first year here, um, Doug Reeder, the local radio sports personality, uh, took me around to, I think, every business in Greene County. And to meet the people, which was good. I mean, we just got to meet them for, uh, you know, business sake too. But um, Michaela was working at a bank. And uh, we walked into the bank and there's Michaela Kafer. And immediately, uh, her personality just grabs you. Um, and uh, this year, as as most of the people who listen to the podcast know, I, I coached girls basketball. I wasn't planning to, but we couldn't find a coach. So I stepped in and did it. And uh, Michaela played uh, this year, um, and so I got to coach her this year too, and work closely with her for that three months. But uh, Michaela is a great leader in our high school; has been throughout her four years, and now she's a senior and doing what she does. So, Michaela, thanks for being here, and tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and what you're involved in in Green County.
5: Thank you. So, like Morgan said, I am a senior at Green County High School. I've been involved in a little bit of everything that our school offers. So, currently I am in track and we just started that about a week ago. And I just finished my senior basketball season. I ran cross country earlier in the year and I um, have softball left. I'm the NHS president, our Volunteers Club president. I'm the secretary for my 4-H club, and I'm also really involved in our student council. Um, I managed football for a few years, and I played soccer, And I, because for some reason I was the only person on the team that got ringworm from managing. Um, <laughs> and I planned to go to Iowa State, then the next few years and major in broadcast journalism and mass communications. And like Gordon said, I was working at a bank. I do a lot of work. So I even vaccinate pigs sometimes. That's not so fun.
0: <laughs> Probably rather work in the bank Thank than vaccinate you. pigs.
5: The bank's so, boring, though.
0: <laughs> yep. See, there you go. It's it's all a trade off. So, um, I think Michaela's internet's a little sketchy too. So she kind of speeds up and slows down. Um, so Michaela, we may have to have you just go audio only, possibly. That may save you some bandwidth.
5: Is it not working?
0: Well, we can hear yeah. you, but we may just have to go uh, audio only and maybe go without yeah. video and see if that helps. Okay. okay. All right.
5: Do you need me to redo that or nope. was it okay? No,
0: nope. we're all good. We're all good. Okay. Thank you. sure. Okay. All right. Yep. All right. So now, you know, we're going to get into our questions now. And again, thank you, Curtis and Kenna and Michaela for being with us. Uh, But we're going to dive right in, um, into the questions. And we will rotate around uh, the order. Uh, Curtis, you're going to go first with this. Curtis and then Kenna and then Michaela on this first question. And here it is. At the end of the day, with all of the ups and downs that come with the athletic journey, What's your favorite part about being an athlete? Curtis, what's your favorite part about being an athlete?
3: I would say my favorite part of being like a high school athlete was competing with my best friends while like learning valuable uh, life skills and lessons. Like you have your club team if you participate in that, but high school is a little special. You get to kind of play with your buddies that you grew up with your whole life while also just, I don't know, learning skills, life lessons, and having a good time. Mm
0: hmm. As uh, Aaron Stecker said, you get to wear the green and gold, right? That made it a little more special. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Dreamed of that all through uh, elementary and middle school. Looked forward to that. Soccer uh, soccer's my sport. So when I finally got to put on the jersey the first time, uh, that was a special night for me.
0: That's awesome. So, okay, I'm going to follow it up. I'm going to be the first follow up question. Thank you, Aaron Stecker. Um, so, Curtis, um, you mentioned that you always wanted to do that. So you must've grown up. You grew up in Cedar Rapids and you grew up in the Kennedy system. Um, So do you remember an athlete that you just remember thinking, man, I want to do this, or was it just the whole Cedar Rapids experience with your family? Uh, But do you remember the time when you thought, man, I I really want to be involved in athletics?
3: So, uh, My parents involved me when I was younger in just basically every sport. Soccer uh, came out as my favorite. I don't remember like a particular player, but um, I do remember my first Kennedy game. Uh, It was sometime in elementary school, and my dad had pulled up the schedule for Kennedy, and we were trying to find a time where we could go see a game. He's like, you know, you can go see your high school team. I still had a lot of years before that. And uh, we went and saw Kennedy play uh, Waterloo East at Kennedy. And this is back, uh, before the mercy rule was implemented in, uh, high school and we had a pretty good, uh, that was, those were pretty good years for Kennedy soccer. Uh, Mm -hmm. a lot of great guys came through the program then, but, uh, they, they blew them out. It was a really big scoreline and, uh, Kennedy won big. And I remember like looking at my dad and talking to him and I was like, wow, like, are we that good? Or like, what's kind of going on there? And, uh, that kind of made me excited for high school. Cause I was like, Oh, I guess Kennedy's pretty, pretty good at soccer and I'm going to get to play for them. Uh, so I think that was the moment, uh, I remember that game. Uh, I don't know why we chose to go to that one. That was the one that worked to our schedule and that's what kind of got me fired up for, uh, high school. Mm-hmm. I'd say.
0: Interesting. That's great. I just, I love people know this. or listen to podcasts. I love talking about moments and moments that really trigger Um, you know, what we do and how we do it and why it means so much to us. So thanks for sharing that, Curtis. That's great. Yeah, no problem. Kenna, what's your favorite part about being an athlete on this athletic journey?
4: Um, I would definitely say the relationships and the people that you meet when it's all said and done at the end of your four years, I think, and not just the people you play with. I've met some really great parents and staff and that has come through and like really made my experience great and I don't think I would say I don't think there's any other thing you can do that will like allow you to make so many connections and not even just my team but traveling and playing at other schools and you know meeting other girls from other teams and things like that that is really great and I think kind of like Curtis said, just getting to play for your town and everybody knows you and knows your name. And I think that's
0: a super, super cool feeling. Mm. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. Michaela, what about you? Uh, A lot of ups and downs, but what's your favorite part about being an athlete?
5: Okay, so I kind of have what I said and mine would definitely still be the relationships, too. But from my perspective of it is I think it's just really cool how when you're on a team, you're with some people that you might not get along the best with or either some of them are your best friends and you're all working towards the same goal. And I just think that's really good to take on farther in life because when you have a job someday, you're going to have people that you don't want to work with as much. But when you're in sports, that really shows you all the different types of people you can work with and how to work with them. And so I just think that that aspect of relationships is really important in high school sports for the rest of your life.
0: It's a great answer. Yeah. I love that answer um,
1: on that. Uh, Michaela, I, I did want to follow up since Todd's, you know, opened up that
0: that possibility. Box, uh, I opened uh, it uh, up already.
2: Uh-oh, uh-oh, we're in trouble already. Now. Um, <laughs> it's going to be a two-hour it's
1: going to be a two-hour podcast tonight. <laughs> so along with that, McKenna, because thats I, I love that you Answer the fact that, look, we, you're not best friends with everybody on your team. Um, you don't have to be best friends with everybody on your team. That's the beauty of the diversity of, of a team when you come together. But what are some strategies you think you've noticed, and the other two can jump in on this if they want as well, um, that you found to be successful uh, in terms of helping teams come together when maybe you're not all on the same page and, and you've got some of those um relationship struggles to overcome to to keep moving forward towards your goal.
5: Ooh, that's a good question. Hmm. I think honestly the best way that you can just overcome things like that is just to no matter what, support each other. Because if you're not supporting each other and you're not respecting each other, no matter what your feelings are towards that person, then I feel like that could really drag a team down. So just always supporting and cheering other people on, no matter the situation is just always important to do because athletes have their own mental thing going on in their head during performances. So you just got to be that supportive teammate to help them out too.
1: Thanks, Michaela. I appreciate that answer. Thanks so much. All right. Question two, um, on the flip side, uh, Again, lots of ups and downs, maybe more focused on the downside here. What were some of the, or still are, since uh, even those, you know, Curtis and and Kenna, you're out, but you're now at the college level. That might be a question we we work in later here as well, is the difference between high school and college sports, but we'll get to that later. Um, It's not all rainbows and roses and all that. So what are some of the more frustrating parts you've experienced as far as being a student athlete? And Kenna, we'll start with you this time.
4: Yeah, so when I think of something... That's frustrating. I would definitely say trying to find the line between athlete Kenna and normal Kenna. And I definitely in college now still struggle with that because I think, especially at the high school level, like I said, when your town knows who you are and I think a lot of people, including myself, get into you know, a pattern of being like, when I think of Kenna, I think of volleyball Kenna. She's a good volleyball player. She's all this. So I think I need to figure out how to differentiate those two people because one day I'm not going to be volleyball Kenna and putting all of my identity into volleyball just probably isn't the best. And that's hard to do. It's hard to not be like, you know, I wear this around Columbia, my Mizzou volleyball sweatshirt. And I love it because there's some girls that will ask you for pictures and, or you can see people like, oh, she's so tall, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> and you know, one day that's not going to be me anymore. And if I'm being honest, I don't have an answer right now to how to <laughs> do that because I'm still working on it. So I think that was frustrating for me in high school. And especially when things aren't going well in sports, how are you going to make that separation and say, okay, well, volleyball's not going so great right now, but. You know, I still have a lot of great things going on in my life.
2: That's a great perspective. Because well, I think I think a lot of people struggle with that. I've heard I've talked to a lot of people who are who graduate from college and they struggle with, you know, I'm not an athlete anymore. So what am I? And they struggle with that. So it's important that I'm glad to hear that you're already thinking about that, Ken. Mm-hmm. That's that's really good.
1: You know, one one of my favorite things. To talk about, I wish should didn't have to, but it, with, with athletes and parents is um, making sure that people keep things in perspective. And Canada, hear you talk about this is just remarkable to me. Um, making sure that sports or fine arts, you know, whatever, whatever activities you might be involved in, whatever you do, making sure that they are something you do, not who you are and making sure you define the difference between those two things. And I just, I, um, what are some of the things that maybe you've, uh, have you tried to, I mean, I know you said you're working on it, but just that's a, that's a big thing if you just notice right now and be thinking about, so what got you to that point? You're like, okay, I have to figure this out because I'm struggling with with the balance.
4: Um, I think my eyes were definitely more open to it at the college level, for sure. In high school, I don't like if If I was a senior right now and you would ask me that question, I don't think that would have been my answer because in high school, I was just all like volleyball, volleyball. And I think now, especially just because I'm getting closer to graduating, I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to move forward with my life. Volleyball's not forever. And, and I think COVID especially has made me just because this season has been stressful and different and crazy, just put things in perspective as far as like, this is stressful and I can't be going home every night down in the dumps because volleyball and covid is you know all over the place like i can't be letting volleyball affect my life because then it you know it starts to i don't want to do school or i i just want to lay in bed or something like that and just i've really been trying to separate whatever happened at practice or whatever is happening in volleyball i still have other stuff to do today you know that's and i need to go ahead and do that and not let volleyball affect my mood or anything like that. So COVID for sure has really opened my eyes to not letting volleyball affect every other aspect of my life.
2: Now you can see how I wanted her on.
1: Oh,
2: <laughs> such, I, a, such an I intelligent
4: st- young lady.
1: There's so many follow-up questions, but we're going to keep moving forward um, on that. All right. So uh, Michaela, how about you? Uh, what What have you found to be some of the more frustrating parts of being a student athlete?
5: For me personally, um, where I'm from, it's kind of when you're involved in one thing, you're involved in everything just because our community is small and our school is small. I have like 100 kids in my class and that's, I mean, compared to like big 4A schools, that's pretty small size. So you're pretty involved and I think it's just hard sometimes when you have speech practice at this time and you have basketball at this time, but there's a student council meeting or you have to do all these volunteer things. So sometimes it's just, I just want to do athlete things. I want to go shoot hoops or I want to do this, but just living in a smaller community, you just have to be involved, which I'm extremely grateful for being able to be involved in all those things and have a position in all of those things. But it really does. And especially for doing it for four years straight, it does get frustrating and tiring, but in the end, it's still all a good thing, but it, That would definitely have to be the most frustrating things for me sometimes.
1: Can I ask you, um, do you find, sometimes, do you find yourself in trying to balance all those things, uh, Michaela, do you find yourself sometimes trying to balance expectations of adults of your time?
5: You mean like the people that are in charge of all of them. Yeah. Like
1: maybe, uh, maybe coaches, you know, you're a multi-sport athlete. So do you find yourself trying to balance expectations of coaches or directors or your parents or just yes. people who, who influence you, but but they have th- their thoughts on how you should be spending your time. And, and do you find you have to sometimes manage pleasing them?
5: Well, I think especially honestly, my senior year, I feel like I've disappointed a few people because of time management, um, which I don't really think it's much of disappointment, but it's just, I get tired. So when I get home, say we get home late at night on a Tuesday night from a basketball game, considering too, I live 20 minutes away from my school. I get home later than everybody else. Um, every single Wednesday, there's always a meeting for something. So there's been a few times this school year that I've missed that meeting because I'm just tired and I'm exhausted. and We get home late. I want to sleep in a little later. I don't want to get up any earlier. And so then sometimes it's like, Oh, well, why weren't you at this meeting or why aren't you coming? And it's just, I'm not coming because I don't want to do things. I'm just, I'm just exhausted. That's, that's just the only not good part about that.
1: Thanks for your honesty on that. I really appreciate that. And I think there's so many student athletes that can relate to that. And frankly, coaches and ADs who need to hear that as a reminder when we're we're working with student athletes, um, you know, that there's other things they might want to do besides just our sport, so we, have to, we we've got to keep
0: that in mind. So thank you,
1: Curtis, Why all the Crazy
0: talk, Aaron. Why all the crazy talk about one? I know.
1: What am I? There I go thinking there's other things besides basketball, right? There, Coach Gordon.
0: Yeah. No. I mean that's and that's true, uh, Michaela. That's great honesty, and I think it's that really you know as I start thinking about things that. And ADs out there, listen, those that's a great conversation to have with your coaches yep. and your directors. That's a great reminder of mm-hmm. those kids in those smaller schools especially. But, you know, the big school, um, you know, they're involved in a lot too. But yeah. um, whether it's two coaches trying to pull on somebody to be active or whether it's, um, you know, three coaches and a, a speech director and, a, you mm-hmm. know, NHS and everybody wanting wanting them for their own. Well, uh, that's a great conversation to have between coaches and directors and sponsors. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, there are three great, three great students here that we got with us, three great people. And and you know why people want to play tug of war with them, but we've got to be careful. We're not doing that. So
0: absolutely. Yeah, for sure.
1: All right. So Curtis, your shot here, what have uh, some of your experiences, more frustrating experiences of being a student athlete?
3: So this one hits close for me. Uh, the most frustrating thing for me uh, as a student athlete is when teammates focus on themselves and their goals before the team and like their goals or whatever you set as your team's, uh, desires.
1: You've, we've, we've talked about that, Curtis, you were part of our leadership classes and things like that, that we really got going here. Um, and you came to those, uh, I won't always say bright-eyed and bushy-tail in the morning, but you were there uh, on those. But we talked <laughs> quite a bit about that um, and how, as leaders on teams, you you need to take that on. What are some things that you found? Because you guys, you guys had a talented, talented soccer team. Um, I, I mentioned at the top, and I've been—I told myself don't bring this up because I, I don't know if this wound is healed yet for you. But we were going to have a really special soccer season last spring with you guys, and you guys spent a lot of time working. On developing team chemistry. What are some things you guys did to overcome some of that? Because you had egos. I mean, you're a talented soccer player, Curtis. So you, got, you had several other talented soccer players on that team and you had to balance that. What did you guys do to some strategies you had?
3: Uh, so, yeah, I would say I experienced that earlier on. and We kind of rebuilt the team. We had a pretty special class. And I'd say the biggest thing was uh, we held everybody to nobody was uh, bigger than the picture, nobody was bigger than uh, the team. Uh doesn't matter. Uh a lot of talented there's a lot of talented guys that went off and played college, but uh I was close with them. there was no uh, difference. They weren't held to a different standard than somebody who uh was a role player on the team. Uh we made that very clear, uh, I think when we were uh kind of rebuilding the program that we weren't gonna have that uh around. So if you weren't gonna be willing to do the same things uh that everyone else was doing, then there was no point to uh, our team. Like that's how we came together was uh, we were all willing to do uh, the work, put the work in and be there for one another.
1: All right. Thanks Chris. I appreciate those answers.
3: Yeah.
2: Michaela. uh, I've got the next question here uh, and it's what From your perspective as a student athlete, what is the one thing that you wish was better or done more often to improve your athletic experience?
5: Um, Putting the student part first, the biggest thing would definitely be communication. Because like one good example for me personally was My freshman year, our school started to allow us to do um, two sports a season. Mm -hmm. So I was doing soccer and track at the same time. And you always agreed to put one first. And I had put track first. And I just feel like it was so hard to do both because the communication wasn't there. And it made it difficult. And I feel like I'd be making one person upset. And then the other person upset because I wasn't there. And they wanted me there. Mm -hmm. So that and just my junior year like everybody's junior year is super hard classes are super hard and i just feel like when you're an athlete you just athletes shouldn't get special treatment but like when it comes to assignments and stuff like that like i said earlier before getting home super late and that stuff it just gets so hard and overwhelming and you get caught up in everything so i just think that communication with all that just needs to be really really strong everywhere yeah,
2: yeah that's that's very good michael Actually, just for our AD listeners out there, I know that's something that when I, while I was at Newton, we faced quite often. And so we really uh, met with the coaches before the season. We went for our especially spring when those kids are doing track and soccer. We met with our coaches in like February and we sat down and we talked about, all right, we've got a soccer game and a track meet. You know, let's make sure that we're communicating with our student athletes because I didn't want them to be in the middle because I know that many times you do get put in the middle. We did the same thing for all of our summer activities so that football and basketball weren't, you know, having summer workouts at the same time. And we tried to make sure that all of our strength and conditioning was separated out so that we didn't have coaches fighting over student athletes because we knew to be successful, we had to all be on the same page and we had to share. And I know that sometimes it's hard because as coaches, we want to win. And we want to have the advantage, but like you've all said, all three of you have made this point, it's we're people too. And, you know, you can only get tugged in so many different directions before you just fall apart. So that was very good. Michaela. Curtis, how about you? From your perspective, you know, what is one thing that you wish was better? Um, Uh, What could we do to improve athletics for you?
3: I would say the value of freshmen, sophomore, and uh, the JV teams uh, at the schools. Um, I think everybody's at a different point uh, in their athletic uh, career. And uh, just knowing that that's okay, Uh, you know, maybe you didn't make the varsity team, but your development's going to be a whole lot better playing there than sitting on the bench for varsity. And, you know, there's plenty of time, uh, you can work at stuff. I remember a conversation I had with the, uh, soccer coach at, uh, Kennedy. I was, uh, privileged to make the varsity team all four years. And, uh, we had a conversation, uh, after, I forget what year it was, but, um, having guys sit, uh, there was guys, so many guys on varsity and, uh, some of them didn't play in the games. So we had a conversation about having them play, you know, sit bench for varsity and then play the JV games so they could still develop because Mm -hmm. nobody's getting better sitting on the bench, uh, just sitting there. When they actually get play, you get reps and then you're actually improving. You're getting to more a chance to play on the field. So I'd say the value of uh, JV and uh, freshman, sophomore, no, it's just a process. It's just a checkpoint. And you're all you're growing as a player.
2: Well. I'm impressed that, that you had that discussion with your coach. That's pretty awesome that you were able to, to have that discussion as a high school student athlete to to really bring that forward because I agree with you completely. It, many times as a, a head varsity coach, especially in bigger programs, sometimes it's easy to to overlook the development of your ninth grade, your JV, your sophomore team. So very, uh, very uh, impressive, Curtis. Thank you Thank for you. sharing that. All right, Kenna. You were involved in so many things, and and yes. played at a very high level in club and volleyball, and were a great basketball player and a great track athlete. Uh, one of the very mm-hmm. few student athletes we had at Centennial that was all state in three different sports. So, um, I just I'm really interested in your perspective on this. What could we do to make the educational athletic experience better for you?
4: Mm-hmm. I would definitely say I would have liked to see a a bigger emphasis on supporting every sport. I I said, especially as a female athlete, um, you know, football is always going to make more money and football games are fun. And I wish there was a, a big emphasis on just, okay, maybe our basketball team isn't very good or maybe, you know, but, let's support all these teams, the same female, male, you know, and just, I think a big part of being a high school athlete is it's fun to play for your town and mm-hmm. do all this. And I think there might've been times where it's like felt kind of like, Oh, people care about football more, which mm-hmm. is, you know, is understandable for sure. But I think I, I go back to basketball just because I think there's a, Stigma around women's basketball, and you know, uh, just not being as fun to watch as male basketball or something like that, which I totally understand. But sometimes I wish we just would have dove in and supported all these female sports or sports that you know, tennis isn't you know, as big as football or volleyball, m- maybe, but to those tennis athletes, it might've been great to mm-hmm. maybe have a student section or have a bunch of students show out for them. So yeah, that's what comes to mind when I think of that.
2: I, yeah. I, well, I will say this, Kenna, if uh, if people didn't get excited by watching <laughs> your team play that uh, your senior year, then they were, they were, they were, their, their heart was dead because yes. it was probably some of the most exciting uh athletic contests I've ever been to and your team was just crazy talented and so you just never knew what was going to happen and mm-hmm. it was just awesome to see you know your athletic you know ability and Devin and Megan and mm-hmm. you know Ari. I mean you had a bunch of great players so um but I agree with you it's Sometimes everybody's so wrapped up in football, they miss some really, really um, incredible athletes, um, whether it's girls' basketball, girls' volleyball. Um, they're missing out because it was really fun to watch, to watch mm-hmm. you play. Whatever you, whatever you did, you were fun to watch because you, I just, you gave it your all and you could tell out on the court you were giving it everything you had. And I love seeing all your pictures at Mizzou and Mm -hmm. how you get so excited when you when you put that ball down. It's Mm -hmm. really fun. So I I love seeing all the videos that they post. And so Mm -hmm. it makes me think about when you were in high school, and I got to see you in person. So that's been fun.
4: I appreciate
1: it. Todd, can I ask a question before you jump to your next one?
0: Is there a choice with that answer that uh, I get? Sure. I don't,
1: you, no, I, mean, I don't think... You are kind of the... You're the producer. You got to you gotta make some calls.
0: Aaron, um, if, <laughs> if you have a follow-up question, I'd appreciate it if you'd ask it right now.
1: <laughs> well, okay. And this is for all three of you, honestly, uh, if you jump in on it. Because um, what Kenna just talked about is a big deal. Um, I think there's something for ADs that's... I don't speak for me personally, but I've talked with Todd and Scott about this. It's frustrating because try hard to promote... All the sports, try hard to, hey, big girls basketball game coming up, big soccer doubleheader tonight, get out there, we playing cross town rival wash. Um, the question becomes, I can't pick people up and put their butts in the seat to come watch the game. I can't force them to go. But from a student athletes, from a student's perspective, what things can we do as ADs that will make a difference with student peers to get them to come out and see what's going on? You know what I'm saying? Um, beyond what we're already doing, we're trying to use social media, but what else can we do?
4: Mm -hmm. Um, Some things that I can remember doing in high school that I thought were fun for our team was after practice, if we had time, we would stay and we would just get a huge piece of paper and we'd, all of us would paint it and we'd tape it up on the, um, the balcony up top so everybody could see. And Um, you know, like you said, there is only so much you can do. I think at the end of the day, a student has to be like, I want to go. Um, but I, sometimes I wonder if maybe I know like basketball games are fun to go to because you get to shoot a half court shot at halftime, you know, activities like that at, like at our sporting events, you know, might be fun for students to come. I know student sections are fun. So just. I would just say promoting it more, I guess, making making it fun, you know, doing activities between sets or at halftime, stuff like that. I think might intrigue some students to be like, "Oh, let's go to this tonight," you know.
1: Okay. All right. Thank you so much.
0: Well, the next question, um, ads, uh, listen up now, because. Uh, this is one of the reasons we've been looking forward to this, is to help us get better. And so from a student perspective, um, Curtis, you'll go first here, Curtis, and then Kenna, and then Michaela. Uh, But from your perspective, you follow this question. You, you finish this question with this. I love it when ADs do this. Curtis?
3: Okay, so kind of to piggyback off the last question, I would say uh, I love it when ADs show support for all sports, no matter the sport, male or female, uh, choirs, uh, all-state for uh, band, stuff like that. Um, Mr. Stecker really showed me that in high school. Um, he really does a great job of promoting uh, every sport, Uh the same, he shows the same support, the same support on social media in person, uh, for football that he did for all state for band. Uh, and that's, uh, hits home for me. Um, obviously soccer is not the biggest, uh, sport in Iowa. And, uh, he showed the same respect for our team as he did for the football team or whoever. Um, and yeah, that, I don't know, just goes a big way, uh, just getting, you know, the same recognition, the same support, uh, you know, if that's wearing your, uh, the team's t-shirt on game day, uh, something small like that to, you know, tweeting out stuff and being at the game, Our principal. And, uh, Mr. Stecker always did a great job of coming to support all the sports teams, whether that was a home game or an away game, they travel. So I'd say just, uh, I love it when ADs show the same support for everyone show they care. Um, Kind of off the last question, you can only do so much. It's kind of a culture thing, but as long as you're there showing it, uh, that would go that went a long way for me as a student athlete, just seeing that they were there showing care.
0: Yeah, that's good. I'll follow that with this too, Curtis. Teachers. Because I think we always tell other coaches, okay, let's say you know, the basketball coach comes to a soccer game. So we tell coaches go see those kids do other things besides what they do for you. We try to tell the teachers to go do, go watch your kids. A teacher will come in. Teachers want us to kind of handle some of their problems teaching wise. You know, I'm having a problem with this kid and I know he plays sports. Can you talk to him? Well, yeah, but have you tried this? You know, that doesn't always go over so well, but if a teacher wants to have a relationship with a kid and not have problems with them, how about you go support the kid outside of your classroom? Um, so my question long way around that block is other coaches and teachers, did it matter when they came? You noticed when they were there, didn't you as well?
3: Oh yeah. 100%. Uh, seeing other teachers there, uh, even having teachers ask you, I mean, sure. It's great. You know, they follow along on social media or whatever, see how the game went, but yeah, when they'd show up, it's big. Um, to kind of talk about student athletes are, uh, my freshman year, the coach, uh, our varsity coach, he was his first year, my freshman year and, uh, our practice shirts, he made five different colors. So school colors, we had like yellow, green, like it was like a light green, dark green, black and white. And so what he said to us is, uh, we, you gave us all these different color shirts cause you have different themes for, uh, games and sporting events when you go out for the student section. So if we're going to go, if we want people to come to soccer games mm. and be a fan of Kennedy soccer, well then we should go out and, and show our support for those other sports. So he gave us these shirts and, you know, we'd pick it for practice and season, you know, we'd have a certain color, a certain day, but out of season, uh, it was on us. If we want people to come to the games, we got to go show some support for the other sports. So we'd wear those shirts, and then they see Kennedy soccer, you know, at the at the cross country meet, at the football game, and then maybe, hopefully, there's a higher chance a football player is going to come to my soccer game. And you know, if not, we did a thing to help build the school and uh, the culture, and hopefully, you know, get rid of the stigma of like only going to football games or only supporting certain sports.
0: That's great. That is, that's fantastic. Great idea. Great idea. Kenna, I love it when ADs do this.
4: Um, I want to just kind of follow up with what Curtis said. I totally agree with what he said Um, just to add a little extra layer on it. I really love it when ads form a personal relationship with me. Um, You know, I think it's great to see you guys in the stands, but you know, come into the gym before we start practice and just talk us. with Jarvis. I think did a really good job of that. Like You know, he was in the gym whenever we were getting extra reps on a Sunday and he happened to be there, you know, something like that. And I think it was really nice to know that he supported us, but also if I needed anything else, if I just wanted to go in the office to grab something and he was in there, I could have a conversation with him on a personal level and, I think that was really special to me and it goes a long way for all of the athletes.
0: Yeah, that's good. Thank you. I it just, it just points to the fact ADs that that little extra effort that we need to make makes a difference, you know, just not just being at the game, but being present. I think that's a great point, Kenna, that just, you know, why do we sit in our office? Why? I mean, yeah, there's times we got to do things, but why do we want to sit in there when there's uh, kids walking around the hallways and they're going to practice and yep. uh, that's the beauty of the job. So uh, that, that is so, that's powerful.
2: And that's, uh, that's the one finding. thing that, you know, that was the one thing. Uh, that's the one thing that makes it, you know, enjoyable is getting to, to know the kids and watching them like going and watching you know volleyball practice. I you know try to stick stick my nose in there every once in a while and watch them and and you know talk to them in the office or talk to them after games or congratulate them in the hallway or whatever it is. I mean, even now I love you know getting to see Kenna play. If if I get a watcher on the SEC network, you know that's awesome. I love that. That's what I love about being an AD is that relationship piece and and getting to know the kids because. Now there's a lot of things you don't want to do what we're doing. So yeah, that's
0: the that's fun the part. That's the one thing
2: that makes it, you know, why I love what I do is because I get the opportunity to do that. So
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. And, and and let's be honest, it's hard. It, it's a hard thing for us to do. And I'll be the first person to say I don't do it. I, I get in my ruts where I've got to get X, Y, and Z done. Yeah. We've got yeah. to make sure we, we listen to what Ken is saying there and 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 find ways to get there ahead of time or stay afterwards and chit chat and talk or find other ways to connect. So, Yeah,
0: yeah. that uh, 20, 30 minutes we spend on a, a schedule can be done after we go to practice once in a while, you know, instead of maybe done at 530 instead of 430. Michaela, uh, you're, you're batting third here now, and uh, sometimes that's hard, but I love it when ADs do this.
5: Well, I have to completely agree on what both of them said because I actually do think the same exact thing. Like Kenna said, when you can just like go into their office, there has been so many times this year where I have just walked in and plucked right down in the seat in Gordon's office. And he's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, nothing, just hanging out, <laughs> strolling in on there and just talking to him for a little bit, offers me a cookie or something, talks to me, whatever, just that personal level. Athletes value so much, and it's so nice to know that. Well, I had Gordon as a as a coach too, but even if he wasn't my coach, just having that person you could fall back on, or talk about sports with, or any of your other activities is just really important. And then, like what Curtis said, every area of the school, the band kids, the choir kids, jazz choir, speech, all that stuff is so important to acknowledge because not any of them are more important than the other. And I think RAD Gordon does a fantastic job of that. I think these past few years have been the most that any of our choir and jazz choir musical, all that stuff has been recognized. And I think that's really important to make a community and a school thrive together. Thanks Michaela. I'll, I'll and you're welcome for-
0: anytime to drop in for a cookie.
2: Yeah. I'll never forget when, uh, my first year at Centennial and the girls are, you know, signing posters for the little girls and I got in line cause I wanted to get a, a poster from them. And, uh, they put on, on the, my poster at best AD ever. I still have it hanging up on my wall. I'm going to keep that thing forever. So, um, just having that, the student athletes, you know, so as much as that means a lot to you, having that personal connection it means everything in the world to us as ADs when when we get those cards or, you know, whatever that may be, or even just that poster that the volleyball team gave me. Uh, that'll be a treasured memory for me forever. So so just know that, too, as student athletes, we we love that. That's what we love, yeah. and, and we love it when we get those experiences because, as Mr. Gordon said before, those moments and. the – That's a moment that I'll never forget and that it's you know one of the reasons why I love what I do. So
0: Yeah, but Scott, if the story's true, you shouldn't have knocked over that third grader to get in line ahead of her. (laughs) That's the story that I heard.
2: They were in the way.
0: (laughs) Well
1: they were
2: in the way. I was like, ah
1: those the poster signing after the game is a contact sport. Don't kid yourself. It's uh you know, I I jump to the next question here, but I think the biggest thing we can do and and I'm hearing this, and and I am, and I and I just I reflect personally when I hear these things. Do I do that enough? And and, and how can I do it more? Um, I think our athletes need to know we're fans of them. I mean, I don't know how many of our student athletes know we're a fan of watching them play, watching them perform, watching them compete. Um, and maybe we've got to make sure we're doing a good job of making sure our student athletes know that. It's yeah, it's it's yes, it's a job, but we're fans. I love watching you compete. Yeah. So we got to make sure we 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 they know that. Yep. All right. Next question. I love it when coaches do this and Kenna, we're going to start with you. I love it when coaches do this.
4: Yes. I love it when coaches check in on me. And I think, especially being a three sport athlete, you know, we talked about the little things going a far away, like a long ways. I think a simple text that says, how are you doing? Or two minutes after practice, how are you doing? Is really, it goes a long way. And not just, you know, only them seeing how I'm doing, but it tells me that they care about me. And I think a lot of times, especially, you know, there was times days where I would do school all day. I would go to volleyball. I would go straight to club after or something like that. And, you know that I have homework after, like we talked about, and I think it's really easy, especially when you're young, to get overwhelmed and stressed and let things slip away from me. And so I think, literally, anything as small as "How are you doing today?" or "Hey, I see you're a little bit off this week. What's going on?" is great because you know we're humans. We go home at night. You know, people I think see us on the court all the time. They see us in our jerseys, and we're happy and we're performing, but we go home at night and we're stressed or we're so tired that we, I don't even know if I can get up for school tomorrow, you know, like things like that. So I think that goes a long way.
0: I'm going to follow Aaron. I I think this is a great remind. excuse me, a great reminder for us as ADs, as coaches, just as people in general. I worked with a guy, I'd be 30 years ago or so. And every time you would see him in the hallway, he'd say, how you doing? But he's doing it as he's passing you. And he's now 10 feet down the hallway. And I just, it was, that was the greeting every time. How you doing? And he's going hundred miles an hour the other way. Well, what that told me was, i if I had something going on, I never had an opportunity to share. And so it always reminded me, and it still does to this day. Obviously, that story stuck with me. But it reminds me to this day, if we say, how are you doing? We need to be locked in to when the person said, I'm not doing very good. Or I'm doing great, and I want to tell you why. So I, I do not like the greeting, how you doing? Because if we're going to say, how you doing? Let's be prepared to follow up and hang around and listen to how they're doing. Yeah. So if we're gonna check in and say, hey, Ken, how you doing, let's be serious about asking how you doing. Yeah. And yeah. uh and not just make it a passing flippant phrase, you know, just like hi. If we're gonna say hi, that's that's one thing. But if we say how you doing, let's be prepared to stop and follow through with that. Uh, so <clears throat> I'm yeah. done.
1: Let's let's be what our feet are. I mean, that's, that's a thing, yeah. right? That's, that's right. our job. Be where your feet are and be in that moment, Yeah. Um, no matter who that is. All right, Michaela, uh, your turn on this one. I love it when coaches do this.
5: All right. I have two things for this and okay. Both of these things, <laughs> Gordon really helped me realize, and I'm not trying to be all ooh, Gordon, but Gordon seriously is a fabulous coach. He mm-hmm. really is. He really taught me a lot of things in my senior year of basketball and I'm very thankful that he stepped up and he dealt with us girls because that's just a challenge the way it is. We' We're one crazy group. So really these these two things really stuck out with him. And I'm gonna promise not trying to just kiss your butt, Gordon, but these are these are two major things for me. First off, always repeating attitude and effort to us all the time all the time, attitude, effort. Those are the things you can control. Somebody else doesn't control that for you. You control that. And I think that is so important just in general, like in school, outside of school, in sports. And he just always repeated that to us. So like the little lessons that come with it, when coaches just really like engrave that into your head, I think that's really important for us athletes. And then the second thing that I really admired is Win or loss, Gordon would come into the locker room short and sweet because, especially after we lost, he's not going to sit there and say all these things that we are doing bad, blah, blah, you did this, this, all this. He just comes in there, we'll fix it tomorrow. We'll worry about this tomorrow. He's not going to help, like, he's not going to ruin us mo- mentally anymore. He's just going to be like, we'll do this tomorrow. Or if we won, he's like, okay, you guys won, celebrate, we'll fix everything else tomorrow that we did wrong. And I think it's just really important, especially if you're winning, there's always things that you're going to need to work on and fix, but for them to just be like, all right, celebrate right now, tomorrow, let's get to work. And I just think that's really important as a coach.
1: I like that a lot. And I I remember as as we got to be on that, am I still muted? No, I'm not. There we go. Uh, We got to, kind of be on that journey, Scott and I, uh, with Todd. And I I remember him talking about that, but that's just an important thing. He, you want to make sure that look, we're not fixing things, uh, uh, you know, that's not the time to come in and try to take in all the, well, we did this right and didn't do this right. It's just time to enjoy being together or be there to support one another. If it's been a tough night and let's take care of stuff tomorrow. I, and I think what you're getting out there, Michaela, is the people part of it, um, as a coach. And, and remember that they're, when you're walking in the room, they're people first, uh, student athletes second and, and take care of the people first. Thank you. All right, Curtis, you love it when coaches do this.
3: I would say I love it when coaches kind of piggyback off what Kenna said, but the, the intricate, uh, personal relationships. So like what drives them, uh, not every student athlete is there for the same reason. Not every student athlete wants the same thing out of a season. Uh, you know, some kid might, you know, he really wants to win, go to state, and do that. But another kid on the team might just be there for a good time with his friends. So uh, I love it when coaches uh, understand that, and then they figure out how to unite the team with with that. You gotta form these each relationship with each player is going to be different. You can't go at one player the same way you go at another. So if you're able to uh, understand that relationship and then get to know them, you're going to have a really successful team.
1: Can, can you share any specifics on that, Curtis? Some things maybe you can remember coaches did with you that, that, that got that, and accomplished that.
3: Yeah. So, uh, the example that I'm thinking of when I thought of this, uh, this was uh, junior year. We made it to the state for the first time, got the program back to state uh, in 12 years and we're there warming up and everybody started warming up. Uh, I just got taped and I was sitting on the bench, still getting my cleats on. Everybody's just kind of knocking a ball around waiting for warm up. And uh, assistant coach Erie came down and sat next to me and he was like, Curtis today. I know, you know, he understand how passionate I was about being there and what I wanted out of the experience. But he was like, remember today, not everybody out there, uh, is here for the same reason. So don't try to speed anybody up when you're out there, you know, if something goes wrong, you, uh, you know, saying something, at them, choose your words wisely because, uh, how they're going to react to that. It's not, you know, different, different, uh, you got to motivate them in a different way. So be, be specific, uh, you know, think about, Think about it. Everybody's there for a different reason. And uh, that's stuck to me to this day. Uh, I remember that.
2: Yeah.
1: Cool. Thanks for sharing that. All right, Scott.
2: All right. This This is a really easy one here. What will you remember most about your journey through athletics? And Michaela, we'll start with you.
5: All right. So, I mean, obviously the relationships and the friendships and the coaches and all that stuff I will remember. But for me personally, um, as somebody that wouldn't be going on to do um, sports in college, I will always remember the feeling of competing because I will never be on that level of competition again. And it's just, of course you can go to like a rec center and play pickup basketball games or something, but in high school, just the competition is completely different and it's just a different vibe for all the athletes and like state track. I've ran there for a few years and that's just such an amazing experience for athletes and that level of competition just will really stick with me forever.
2: Awesome. Thank you, Michaela. Curtis, how about you? What's the one thing you're going to remember most about your high school experience?
3: I would say everything that happened off the field. Uh, like my happiest, my biggest moment I remember is when we got our banner to go to state, uh, my junior year, but even that happened, not when the game was going on, mm-hmm. uh, the team dinners, the bonding, uh, activities we did the bus rides, uh, all of that stuff, the funny conversations we had, but the point I wanted to make was like, even the the banner that didn't happen during the game. I don't, I don't remember Big moments like that. I remember all the little conversations I had and the jokes and uh, the interactions <laughs> with just the whole team uh, yeah. the most. That's
4: awesome.
2: Thank you. Jenna, how about you? What's the one thing that you remember most about your journey through athletics?
4: Yeah, Curtis definitely took the words literally right out of my mouth. I was, <laughs> um, you know, it's easy to say, You know, I won four state titles during my time in high school. It'd be really easy to say that's what I remember most, which don't get me wrong, love those moments. But the things I definitely think about are bus rides or as a high schooler, staying in a hotel room with your three best friends with no adults is amazing. Like, like it's the most fun thing ever. And so I think my mind always goes back to those things. And um you know, especially I think of the people that I met playing that otherwise, I don't think I ever would have talked to, you know, you, there's a lot of people, especially going to a big school that I would never think that I would be friends with them. And then all of a sudden I'm on a team with them and I'm like, wow, this is a really amazing person. Like Mm -hmm. I love this person. And then some of those people I've never spoken to since volleyball, but I will never take back, you know, getting to meet people that I probably never otherwise would have even taken a second glance at in the hallway.
2: That's awesome. I, I'll never forget when we we came back from the state volleyball tournament and we had our, you know, state championship, um, kind of after party. And, uh, the one thing that just really has always stuck with me is like the girl, the senior girls that got up and spoke and, they didn't talk about the trophy or all the state titles, um, and I—I I mean, they made me cry. I started crying, but just to what a great, um, just tribute to. At the end of the day, they just—they just said they loved their coach, they loved their team, they loved their teammates, and they loved that time that they got to spend with them. So that was just a really—I'll never forget that that night. It was just a really cool, cool evening to. And, you know, again, it's those special moments that, that we get through being, a, being an AD or, and just being a part of athletics. So thank you. Really insightful.
0: Yeah, I think it just goes back to uh, all three of those answers that obviously the stuff that happens off the, off the court, off the field, the relationships, the, the experience uh, is so important. Um, And then I think what Michaela said is really important for us to remember, too, because we do have athletes that are going to go on and play at the next level. Um, The next level is, you know, Wartburg and Missouri and wherever they go play. Um, And then there's some like Michaela who who will not. And so that's why us creating an experience at the high school level is so, so important for because a majority of our kids won't. Um, you know, we we've got two out of three here that are playing collegiate athletics. And but a majority of our kids will not. And I think that's important to remember. And that's why that experience that we help to create with the coaches is is so important. And boy, when Michaela said that, my stomach dropped thinking about those kids lat Curtis last spring, who didn't get that opportunity. And I hate to dredge that up, but that that was a real thing, you know? Um, that last spring we didn't get to go to state track. We didn't get to go to state soccer because uh, we had a we had some track athletes that were going to tear it up as seniors. And we had a state soccer team that could have won the boys 1A championship. Um, but regardless, whether it was that or whether it was just the experience, they didn't get the experience of that spring season last year. And uh, that really hit when Michaela said that, that, you know, just the opportunity to compete. Um, so that experience and giving those kids the opportunity to compete. Um, that's why we said at the, the top of the podcast, boy, what we do, we've got to get spring in. Uh, we've got to do everything we can to get spring in. So that was a great reminders and uh, that answer for everything. Now, the next question is very similar, but it's another layer. And I think it's a personal layer. Um, and a lot of times, when you're going through it, you don't think about legacy. You don't think about what you're, what you're going to be remembered for. Um, so this is more of a personal question that I think is just really interesting to hear. When the journey's over, for two of you, it's it's over. Kenneth kind of got into this though as a college athlete too. Uh, you know, thinking about two years down the road and being done with volleyball. And um, but when that high school career was over. What do you want people or what did you want people to remember about you as, as a person? Not necessarily as an athlete, but when they watched you compete, what did you want them to remember about you? Curtis, uh, we're going to ask you first on this.
3: Uh, I would say I wanted them to, uh, my legacy to be that they uh that I did everything in my power to make my teammates and my team be successful and be the best versions of themselves. Uh, uh, a teacher I had, um, and I, I had him as a coach in middle school. He said, sweep the shed, leave, Uh leave the shed in a better place than you found it. So that has, uh, always been a big thing for me. Um, Sure, we had a great class and it, it was a good time. But for me, it's leaving the program in a better place than you found it. Because we're going to graduate one day, and I still want the program to be successful and be able to watch games and stuff. So I want to, I want my uh, experience to be helping to help to make that happen and have the program be successful each year uh, after after I graduate.
0: Mm. That's great. Sweep the sheds from the All Blacks. That book. Yeah. The rugby. That's, uh, and it just reminds me, uh, guys, Curtis, um, the words of a middle school teacher and coach. I don't know if he said it when you were in middle school, but you said you had him as a coach in middle school, but the words that we say, the conversations that we have, uh, boy, Curtis remembers that. That's, that's fantastic.
3: Yeah, it was, uh, I'll give him a shout out. It was, uh, Mr. Clark. Uh, uh, yeah, I had him as a, as a middle school teacher first, and then he coached the soccer team when I was in middle school too. And then fortunately I got to, I never was a teacher, but he became a teacher at Kennedy, which was his alma, alma mater. So that was a goal of his. He got to come teach at Kennedy. So then I got to be with him yeah. again for uh, two more years at, That's great. at high school.
0: Hmm. Kenna. When they watched Kenna Sauer play, what did you want them to remember about you?
4: Um. Well, obviously, watching me, I want them to be able to physically see that I am leading. I am being positive. I think you know. You see, there's you deal with a handful of athletes that maybe don't have very good attitudes, and to everybody watching, whether you understand sports or not you can read that stuff. And I guess I would just want people to know, like, nobody is going to remember your stats. Like, I promise you, nobody will remember. I don't even remember my own stats, you know? And I think it's great to be like, Oh, she was a good volleyball player, but how did I treat people? And especially, you know, back to little things, be nice to the freshmen. If you're a senior, you know, include the freshmen, those freshmen are going to remember that way more than, oh, she was really good. You know, she helped us win state, you know, that's cool and all, but how did I treat people? What did, you know, did people look up to me and think, oh, she's a really great person. I'd rather have them think she's a really great person, a good friend, a good teammate than them say she was really great at volleyball. So,
0: yeah, great stuff.
4: Yeah.
0: Michaela, when you walk across the stage here in a couple months and, uh, you know, it's, it's all over, it's all done. What do you want people to remember about Michaela Kafer uh, the way she, uh, what do you want your legacy to be? Green County high school.
5: My two things that I would like people to remember is my positivity and um, the optimism. So for like the optimism part, just, whatever we have, what can we do to be the best from what we have as a team or a club or whatever, and what can we do to be successful? And then the positivity part, I always think of it kind of like, well, I might not be the fastest, but boy, am I the fastest when I'm running from one end to the track to another to cheer on my teammates. Uh. or. I will drag my butt down to state track, even if I'm not running or not running that day to watch my other athletes competing. And just, I just want always people to feel supported by me. And I will run around that track so much, through my, my <laughs> heart out, those teammates of mine. But really, I just, a positive attitude all the time, no matter what, whether I'm on a basketball court, a cross country court, which is course which is really hard to keep a positive mindset on
0: <laughs> just always,
5: always that positive mindset just keeps you going and others going around you
0: yeah and you do that I can attest to that because uh, you know there are times you know basketball season's a long season sometimes and there's there's times when you're uh, no matter whether you're playing volleyball or soccer and you know things just aren't they aren't clicking sometimes, you know, and uh, but then what what do you do when you're not in there? Are you in self-pity or are you cheering on your teammates? And um, Michaela did a great job of that um, on the basketball court, too, when she wasn't out there. She was always, always cheering for people. I think what this reminds me of Scott and Aaron more than anything are, are these conversations. I mean, what um, I mean, these three are exceptional and mm-hmm. uh, they get it but I think it's a reminder to ADs and coaches to really have these kind of conversations with your teams. How do you want to be remembered? Let's get them thinking about those things. Um, and sometimes we have to prompt that. Um, but I think it's, it's great for them to, to think about those things and verbalize them as well.
2: Yeah. No doubt.
0: Thank you. All three of you. Those were fantastic.
2: I, I remember, uh, first time I met Kenna, she'd come to our coaches or student athlete leadership conference. And I remember her telling me, I don't even know if she remembers this, but she said, you know, last year we didn't get done what we wanted to get done. And she talked about how it was about the relationships and how people treated each other. And I knew right then and there that Kenna was going to be a great leader. Um, and she did not disappoint. Um, she was a great leader, and again, I'm so glad she was able to be on here tonight and just share. There's just some things that she's even said tonight for me as an AD that uh, I probably needed to hear. So, and all and all three of our guests tonight. So I thank you guys for for being with us and and just know that uh, we hear you and we we take to what you say to heart and and we want to be better. Uh, it's one of the reasons why we started this podcast is, you know we we kind of say some weeks it's our therapy session for the week and it's a lot cheaper than paying somebody. So, uh, so we enjoyed that, but it was about really just us getting together and talk about how we can be better for our student athletes. And, and, uh, we, we, again, like Aaron already said it, uh, we just love our kids and we love our programs and, and we want to see you guys succeed not only in high school, but, you know, I love seeing, you know, Kenna be successful at Mizzou and, you know, Devin be successful at Wisconsin and Ari be successful at Denver. And, um, and I love seeing them. And whenever I even think of or see them on social media, it just puts a smile on my face. So, so I got to thank, I got to thank them because some days those are my very few smiles I get is when I get to see some of our either student athletes are at school or in college that are doing great things. And, just to, to think that I had just a, even just a minute part of being a part of that of their you know career is very special. So thank you to all three of you, because you are what makes this job um, sometimes very you know bearable, but many times it's a uh, love loving you know those opportunities we get to to spend time with you and and get to see you succeed whether it's in the classroom or on the court or on the stage, wherever that might be. So thank you. So last question here for you. Uh, if you could go back, Kenna, if you could go back to Ankeny Centennial High School, with what you know now, what advice would you give yourself about your high that being that high school athlete? What would you tell yourself now that you've had this two years to
4: grow and learn? Um, I would definitely tell myself that No matter how sucky things get, those are the moments that I think I grew the most. And that sounds kind of cliche, but when I think back and I think about I broke my leg my junior year, we lost the three-peat my junior year to Valley, you know, those are the moments where I think back and I'm like, that is exactly what I used my senior year Mm -hmm. to get the state title back, you know? it's great to win state and do good things and be undefeated. But the hardest things that happen as an athlete are the things I think that propel you forward the most. And I think just going along with that, don't take it so seriously. Like it's meant to be fun. And I think I realize that more now at the college level, you know, it's business here, you know, and it's great and it's fun and all that. Yes. It's a job, it's a Job, yeah, it's a full-time job. And I love it at times, but I think I wish I wouldn't have taken high school. So seriously, you know, relax a little bit and yeah. have fun sometimes because that's the, the most chill version <laughs> of being an athlete that there yeah. is. You know, yeah. and it's cool to win state and, you know, put in work. We for sure put in a lot of work yes, and you time. Do. But that's meant to be fun, like have fun. Yeah, thank you. Mm -hmm. Michaela, how about you?
5: All right, so advice that I would give to my younger self, which this might seem a little harsh at first, but once I explain it, I promise it won't be as. (laughs) But I would tell my younger self that there's always going to be somebody better than you. Mm -hmm. And I don't say that as... A mean thing to like bring you down but to remind you that you cannot compare yourself to other athletes everybody is on a different level everybody mm-hmm. starts somewhere and it's just important to remember it's what you're doing it's your progress not if you're beating that yep. person or that person's time but it's if your times are getting better from the year before or if your points like your average are getting better from the year before so it's not somebody's always better than you to bring you down but somebody's always better than you so you're not comparing yourself to other people
2: yeah that's good thank you curtis how about you what advice would you give that young curtis that was at kennedy kicking it with mr stecker
3: uh so i'm gonna open a wound that i said i'd never do and uh kind of goes back to how my spring season got canceled senior year uh mm-hmm. cherish every moment, every mm-hmm. single moment. Uh, mm-hmm. it only happens once, kind of like Kenna said, high school is different than college. College is it's a job here. Um, <laughs> but yeah, cherish every moment. Uh y- you only get to do high school athletics once. Um and I think back uh as a freshman, uh I made varsity and there was things I wanted to do. There was goals I had on the team. I wanted to change stuff, rebuild, uh, put the program in a better place. And I, I hate myself for doing this, but there was things that I would go, okay, that's, I'm only going to go this far this year. And I'm going to take that next step next year. And I did that. And I loved my high school experience on the team, but I wish there was things that I just said, why not this year? And I just went for it that year instead, because, uh, we didn't get to have our senior season, and I, we had a chance at winning a state title. I think we were, we were top three team in the state. But I just think, why not? Why not my junior year, we try to win uh, state? We don't take that last progression the last year. So I would just say, cherish every moment and think, why not? Just go for it. Go for it that year instead of next year. Because what can possibly uh, go wrong, uh, you know? If you give it everything you got, then there's nothing you can be mad at yourself for.
2: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's great. That's true. Thank you so much. I, I think we got three uh, young people that are all three going to be very, very successful. So I am uh, You think? excited to see. Yeah. I'm excited to see where these three land. So
1: it'll yeah. be fun. You know, Todd, before you jump on and sign off, I just, I, I kind of, um, you three are impressive. Uh, and I've always, Curtis, I've always known that about you. Um, but Michaela and Kenna, um, it, it, very impressive to just get to meet you through this and listen to you tonight. Um, I was so excited about this episode for what we just got to listen to for the last, I don't know, hour, whatever it is, um, for that reason. Um, and I, I cannot thank you three enough for, um, giving us some insight into, uh, your experiences and the things that we as ADs need to make sure we're influencing our schools to make our programs better for kids like you guys moving forward. Um, one more thing I'll be done. Curtis, you left the place better than you can even imagine. Don't you ever doubt that. Okay. Um, I will, you more than, and I've been there a long time. Um, but I don't know that I remember a young man walking in the building and saying, I'm going to own this place and make it better when I leave. And you
0: did that. Um, so thank you.
3: Yeah. Thank you for that.
0: Thanks, Aaron. And I was going to let you speak before I closed off. Cause I knew <laughs> you'd want to say something.
1: Well, you never know. Sometimes <laughs> you like to hog that mic at the end. I'm teasing. I'm kidding. I'm
0: kidding. <laughs> now I just muted you for good. No, uh, you know, this, uh, you three are what's right with high school and educational athletics. Um, you're why we do it. And, uh, you're the inspiration for why we do it, but we do it for, for all of our kids, whether they're locked in like you or not, um, because everyone deserves to have the experience. And so we continue to try and do that. And as we wrap up this series, um, this first, this last of our four. Um, and we, we, have said this several times, this is the one we wanted to get to and it did not disappoint whatsoever. Um, it will be listened to a lot. And I think we'll, we'll publish this a little bit differently, um, and have it out there a little bit more because our people need to hear this. Our ADs need to hear this. Our coaches need to hear this. Um, so, we just thank you uh, from the bottom of our heart, and I can't, I can't put a bow on this any better than what you three have, and so I'm not even going to try, except just to thank you, and uh, Curtis to wish you luck at Wartburg, and uh, make sure that you uh, pay homage to the, the statue of Aaron Stecker up there. At Wartburg. Um,
1: hey. I need to check on something for me at Warburg, though, because I was in a conversation this weekend. I need to know if there's still a quarter glued to the sidewalk in front of Corneal's Hall over in the manors. So over in manors where? So over the, over the manors in front of Corneal's house. I need to know if there's still a quarter <laughs> glued to the sidewalk right in front of the front door.
0: Did you okay. put it there?
1: I'll make well, a note. Our, our, our group did. And I, we, had a, we were talking about this weekend, and we were wondering if it was still there
0: or not. Oh, no, we'll you got a mission, we'll Curtis.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> at Kenna, good luck at uh, in Mizzou, and uh, keep that volleyball going. Keep pounding it. Good luck in the SEC and uh, NCAA's, and uh, good luck is with your studies too. Obviously, I know thank you're there to be a student as well. And
4: thank you, I appreciate it.
0: You bet, Michaela, and uh, good luck, Dickinson, tomorrow. You get a run indoor tomorrow, so good luck up at UNI. And I hope you run well. The girls run well and compete well up there. And if I don't see tomorrow, I'll see you on Tuesday. Uh, Stop in the office if you get a chance, you know.
5: Perfect. Thanks, Gordon. And thank you all. It's really an honor to meet all of you guys. And Kenna and Curtis, good luck in your college sports. It's really awesome that you guys made it up to that level. And um, to the other ADs, good luck with all your fun
4: stuff. (laughs) Yeah.
0: All right. Thank you all again, all three of you. Um, and, you know, to the ADs out there, you know, give it a listen. Uh, thank you for for hanging in there with us in this series. We've gone longer on these these podcasts than what we have in the past, but we I think we've covered a lot of good ground, guys, and uh, it's been a lot of fun doing it as well. We'll have a uh, brief wrap-up show at some point here, probably following this. And then, uh, you know, two shows from now, guys, we're going to be live at the Iowa ad convention uh recording in a couple of popcorn sessions with people so if you're going to be at the Iowa AD uh at at the uh convention here in a few weeks uh stop in and with the beyond the bench podcast we're going to be live in corralville
1: Stop in and watch the magic happen. Yeah, that's right.
0: We've got to figure out how we're going to do it, but we're going to make it happen live. There you go. Two shows from the AD convention in Coralville. So anyway, thank you everyone for listening. Uh, good luck as you start your spring sports. We look forward to connecting with you again. We'll talk to you again soon. Be blessed, everyone.